Hey folks, JP here. Just dropping in to let you know that this episode is a two-parter. Social media is a topic that Chuck and I have been very anxious about doing, and it turns out that our thoughts couldn't be contained in just one episode. So, we split it into two. But don't worry, we're not going to make you wait a week for part two, as it will be released simultaneously with part one. Anyway, enjoy the episode, and thanks again for listening. Good journey. that movie would have worked better if they kind of went the like star like star wars episode four route where like cobra commander is just a bad guy and he's just there like we don't need like a cobra commander origin just he's a bad guy and he's i've always been fascinated by the cobra commander origin because isn't there like a non-canon origin where he used to be a used car salesman no that's actually the um i, I don't know if it's non-canon that is the version of his um that's the version of his background that appears on the Larry Hama penned um, dossier file cards that were on the backs of the action figures. So it was probably like a joke. I mean, maybe, yeah. But he... You know where I learned that? And you probably learned it from the same place, Jack. Toy Fair Toy magazine. Fair. <laughs> yes. God, I, I kind of want to do a Toy Fair episode. <laughs> no one would know what the heck we were talking about. Like, I would love to reach... Re- I'd love to reach out to, like, Tom Root and just be like, hey, would you, like be on our podcast so we can talk about toy fair and zach oat and like <laughs> and twisted mega theater yeah back when it was awesome it was called twisted mega theater and then it got kind of lame when it became twisted toy fair theater but yeah you know toy fair and uh it's, it's parent magazine wizard mm-hmm. actually like a huge influence on me in terms of like blogging and stuff yeah like i don't know if you remember my movie blog zang right but i i wanted it to be like wizard or toy fair yeah i I, the thing about toy fair is like how they could i mean what a what a what a punk rock publication it really was it was my favorite magazine when i was a kid oh totally like and i i grew out i grew out of action figures pretty fast but i still kept buying toy fair just because it was so funny i mean i still played with action figures i mean i actually just bought a little gundam action figure this past weekend um (laughs) but i um I, I, so like I bought those toy, like toy collector, like price guides and stuff. And I remember when I saw toy fair, I was just like, Oh, it's another toy magazine. Okay. And I picked it up and I never went back. And I, I remember for the longest time and I hate that I got, I got rid of all of my toy fair magazines except for like one crappy one that was like a late run. But like I went through like one of my purging phase. Actually, it might have got destroyed in the hurricane. Now that I think about it. But anyway, one of my prized possessions was toy fair number one, which was like the New York toy fair special. Cause that's how it got started. Was that the one with the AT-AT on the cover? Yeah. I had that one. Yeah, that was – because it, it, that's how it got started. It got started as a um, wizard every year when the New York Toy Fair would come around. They would do, like, an insert or, like, a supplemental issue called – that's why it's called Toy Fair for the New York Toy Fair. Mm-hmm. And, uh, God, it was so funny. Like, really was. the big shots were the best thing to me. I love the big shots. And they were funny when they had white backgrounds. And they started acting, adding, like, actual backgrounds. It kind of went downhill. But I just right. remember the thing that I probably laughed at one of the – two of the things I laughed at the hardest in that in that magazine was um, one of the early um, Zach Malamute letters. You remember the guy yeah. let his – like, his dog answered letters? 
And like yeah. someone was irate that he would let the dog eat a Mega Spider-Man toy. Yeah. <laughs> and he made some comment about like the dog said that he ate like hand lotion. It made him poop like goose for a week. And I just, the way that that was phrased, I lost it. I cried laughing every time I read it. The other one was um, one of the, like one of the annual big shots. It might have been the first one at the like, end of the year. They did sort of like a best of big shots, but they made it look like they were sitting in a movie theater watching it. And all the megos kept coming. I was, and eventually, I was just thinking of that. Yeah, eventually the bottom dropped out. Because <laughs> yeah. it was in the price guide and they were like messing up all the prices yeah. and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. That was so great. It was Hulk. He like, he like jumped into like, one of the big shots, right? That's right. That's and right. And they were like jumping from page to page. <laughs> That's right. And then. Um, and then uh, the other good one was one of the early Twisted Mego. We've talked about this one before. The Twisted Mego um, theater ones where they're having a Halloween party impromptu at Latveria. Yeah. In, um, and there's that point where Doom realizes that Hulk is taking a crap in his hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> he thought it was a toilet. Yeah. And there's just this <laughs> panel where... Hulk is sitting in a hot tub with like the cotton ball suds all around him. His shorts are <laughs> off on the side and he's holding a plunger and he's like, our Hulk eat too much cheese. <laughs> I should probably introduce the uh, intro of the show. I should do that. Let's do that. Hey, I'm JP and you're listening to Masters of Divinity and I'm here with Father Chuck and it's just Father Chuck and JP this time. Oh wait, I'm you're going to let, you're going to let that whole thing run. Uh, probably. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Uh, as I was saying, I'm just here with Father Chuck. Uh, Matt was killed by the police academy again. So that's kind of messed like up. Movies. It's kind of messed up <laughs> to make those jokes. Like people are going to think things, JP. <laughs> I, I don't know how else to uh, describe it in a, in a humorous manner. He's just, he's not here and we miss him, but he's here in spirit as usual. I, oh, so real quick, um, diversion here. Um, um, I'm in the middle of recording. I have on noise canceling headphones and my wife just walked into my office. I didn't know she was coming and just scared me to death. <laughs> Bye, Kana. I love you. Hi, Kana. <laughs> JP says hi. Hi, JP. She says hi back. Yeah, um, yeah it was weird. Like, as you were describing that to me, I did, I did see a figure in your window. Like, is he alone? <laughs> It's like it's like paranormal activity. There's just... <laughs> oh, my worst nightmare is coming true right now. Uh, so we've got an interesting show for you, uh, folks. It's just me and Chuck, and this is something I've wanted to talk about for a few weeks now because, uh, as Chuck has mentioned a few times on the show, that he has taken a step back from, I don't want to say all social media because you do partake in Instagram, yep. but the, the, two, the two big ones you've stepped back from, Facebook and Twitter, yep. which is significant enough, I think. Instagram does feel different. Um, Chuck is taking a step back from Facebook and Twitter, and it has had a significant uh, effect on your life, has it not? It, it, no, it really has. It really has. Yeah. So we decided to dedicate this episode to social media and uh, its effects on society. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Um, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> what maybe, is it? Maybe. Yeah, what is it? Uh, and will Chuck uh, talk JP out of using social media? He, uh, he might be able to do that <laughs> with Ooh. the experiences I've been having lately. So let's get to it, Chuck. Yeah, let's 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 start. Let's start at the beginning. Let's start at like how this all kind of got started for us, right? Like, okay, 
Because I, I feel like we're the, you know, we're the, we're not really Generation X, and we're not millennials. Right. I have a tendency to call us the Nintendo generation. Um, okay. Because we're the generation that watched all of this stuff develop. Like, we have memories before computers were a thing, like a, like a major thing. Like, um, I'm sure you remember, just as I do, like, the first personal computer your family ever owned. I do. I remember I remember getting it on uh, Christmas Day, 1994. Wow. Yeah, I mean... That's probably close to when I got mine. I got mine back when um, DOS was the only operating system, and I know how to. I still know a little bit of DOS from those days. That's um, pretty awesome. Yeah, and and so like and and plus we both can remember the world before the internet, sort of. Oh, totally. Like sort of remember it because it's. it's oh yeah, when I got that computer in '94, we didn't have internet. It was just I used it to play to play uh, Rebel Assault, the Star Wars game, and Seventh Guest, and Paint, and Encarta. Nice. You had a, so you had a, you had a CD-ROM on your first computer. Yes, it was an IBM, and it was a CD-ROM. It was huge. <laughs> it was gigantic. Yeah, my my first computer in my house. Um, I'm sure. I think my I, I really wanted one, and I'm pretty sure my mom got it just from like the basement of the church or something. But it was, um, it was a monochrome screen. It was amber, nice. not okay. green. It was amber and black. Um, I guess it made a done color. I uh, think about it because I would play some games on it and stuff. But because um, it was able to run Windows 3.1, and uh, so you, you know, you start the computer, you had to do CD backslash Windows dot exe enter, um, and and um, uh, maybe not that, maybe not having dot exe anyway. But um, but I remember it had no CD ROM. It was. It was all oh, floppies, wow. baby. Two, 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 you know, the, the, the floppy, you know, the two types of floppy disks too. the one with the big hole in the middle. And then the, you know, your, your three by your what, three and a half inch floppy or whatever. But then, um, but then I remember like when my computer lab at my school got a CD-ROM computer and it was like only one in our computer lab that had a CD-ROM computer and every, everyone fought over that thing because we all wanted yeah. to, yeah, like we all wanted to play like, you know, what do we have on it? We had, I think it was a um, mist. Then it had Mist on it, and so like everyone wanted to play Mist. But yeah, I remember. And then I got my first CD-ROM computer, and it was like amazing. That <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, I, did, did you did you have you had you said you had a computer lab when you were like a kid in school? Yeah, like in um yeah, like third grade, second third grade. Did, so we started going to it. Did did they have a program where it was like a a turtle, and you had to use like code and stuff to move it? That's starting to sound kind of familiar. In different directions. Minded, I forgot what it was called, but it was basically, I think it was kind of just used to teach kids, like, I guess, like, an early version of coding. Um, but I did, and I was friends with this kid who was, like, I, I'm, I'm really young at this time. I'm, like, six years old. This other kid is six years old. He was, like, he must have been, like, some kind of young computer genius who probably, like, is working for Russia now. And, and he had, like, had this thing coded where he could, like, flash colors on the screen to think of like spin around really fast. It was like, like I'm like making it turn left and right. <laughs> and like I can make a square where this kid was like having it dance and play music and crap. I don't know. Uh, but it was, uh, it was pretty cool. I've actually been <laughs> curious if that program still exists. I, you know, maybe I still used to learn coding. Yeah. I just remember one of the first games that they tried to make us play was a Mario teaches typing. <laughs> okay, I, th- I think I might have played that too. Which was, you know, it's like Super Mario Brothers. So you had to type in order to get things to work, and it was frustrating yeah. to me because I, I, and this is this is probably a good way to launch into our social media conversation. I did not actually know how to properly type until oh, yeah. I was um, in high school, 
I was a hunt and pecker until high school, mm-hmm. and I learned largely how to type through, which I think is a pretty good instance of starting to talk about the beginnings of social media, and that is a massively multiplayer online game called EverQuest that, oh, yeah. that taught me how to type. So uh, I, I learned how to type through uh, Able Chat Rooms. Yeah, and then, <laughs> like, yeah, then there was the chat rooms. I was a hunter and pecker with those, but eventually kind of figured some of it out. But. Yeah, I still don't think I actually know how to properly type. Like, I can't put my hands or the keyboard and just, like, like all the fingers at the right key. I'm still, like, I still press the caps lock button whenever I want to capitalize a letter. <laughs> like, that's, I don't know. It's oh, wow. It's kind of a bad habit. But uh, I, I'm, I'm fast and I'm accurate. It's just not correct, I guess. Not the proper way to do it. <laughs> um, so you you played EverQuest. I played EverQuest. I was also an AOL, um, an a- AOL Instant Messenger user, too. Yeah. Um, EverQuest was, I mean, in some way, sort of like the earliest form, like as, or in most MMOs. Uh, what year was that EverQuest? That was like early, was that like late nineties? Um, it was either in 99 or 2000. I think it was 2000. It's funny you brought this up. I was actually just reading a story on the internet about, um, Microsoft's, um, um, MMO, um, called Asheron's Call. Oh yeah. AC. I was reading about that last night on Reddit. Yeah. Were you reading about the 74 year old guy who plays it? Yeah, I watched the video. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so that's yeah. I watched that too. But like, it made me think because I remember. Um, <laughs> so I worked at EB Games, which is now GameStop, and um, in, in when I was in eleventh grade in high school, and I started playing EverQuest because all of my coworkers played EverQuest, um, and except for two of my, and we got a new manager and some like friend of hers, so she got a job there, and they were both um, her, the friend, and her husband were all Asheron's Call players, and we would just quietly make fun of them behind their backs. Um, but it was around the same time. So, yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking like, 99, 2000 is when EverQuest came out. I mean, I guess we could look it up on Wikipedia, but... Yeah. Uh, it's about the same time that Asheron's Call came out, and uh, the servers are shutting down this month, right? That's they're right, yeah. Months. Asheron's Call did come out in 99 just because I read the article. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they're shutting down the servers at the end of this month. That's crazy. Yeah, in the video I saw, was 74-year-old guy's been playing it since its, uh, since its creation. Yeah. And they're like, you're gonna play any other games? I was like, I tried the other ones. They're all crap. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, so yeah, it was a, an early form of uh, a social media. Really, uh, did you make a lot of friends on uh, on EverQuest? Yeah, I mean, I didn't. The, what What was interesting to me about EverQuest is, yeah, it was a community piece around it. I didn't make too many. I don't can't really think of too many people that I that I was buddies with. There were a couple of people that I encounter online that I would sometimes like partner with and 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 raid things with. But I tended to play with people I knew in real life, and um, and we would just you know it was like we'd get done from work and be like, all right, I'll see you online when I get home, and it was like go home and log on and play for you know several hours in the night and stay up super late. Um, yeah. But chat on there, and you know I remember like my my, my friend Josh getting on, and you know he had <laughs> one of my favorite conversations with him was um, he logs on and he was like, dude, I just saw Dracula two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> and we just talking about the stupid movie and uh and stuff like that i mean and, and that was a cool thing because it was like a chat room with a video game built around it is yeah, effectively cool. what it was and um so that's why i consider it i consider mmos especially uh, uh, mmos a type of social media you know, in a way yeah uh, around that time i was uh not as cool as like uh, uh, this is super nerdy i i have a hard time talking about are you it. are you going where i think you're going yeah yes Here's the thing. That IBM I told you about, Yeah, I had it for a very long time. We got it Christmas. They, my parents bought Christmas 94. I had it until like 2003. 
Wow. Um, yeah. And by the time 2003 came around, it was like pretty much like dying. <laughs> and uh, there was a gap where I had kind of destroyed the computer on accident because I used to like try to clean it up myself, but I wasn't that great at doing that. And I deleted <laughs> some file that like completely destroyed the hard drive. Cute. And uh, so I was there. I think there was a whole like two years where I didn't have a computer. And I was going, I was like going insane. But um, that IBM uh, could not run anything. It ran Rebel Strike and Seventh Guess and Encarta for a good two years. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think my cousin tried uh, running Prodigy on it back in, uh, it was like 97, 98. Do you remember Prodigy? Yes, I remember Prodigy. Tell you about the, the web, serve, web service Prodigy, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. We used to use it to, to browse uh, sci-fi, uh, the sci-fi channel forums. Nice. Because we were big sci-fi channel, early early days of sci-fi channel fans. <laughs> um, but I, I, so I couldn't run anything on this thing, like paint maybe. Uh, used it for uh, uh, writing stuff, whatever. So I couldn't play any games. But I could run AOL pretty well. And at the time... Uh, you know, this is before social media. Message forums were, were pretty were, were kind of a thing, but more for like nerdy people, right? You know, like, like you're not like your your basic message board. Your yeah, 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 like bulletin board. Yeah, you'd have to be pretty. Uh, that that was not really a thing back then. Chat rooms were the thing. Oh yeah, and and can, look, can we keep in mind? And this is something I'm sure any of our millen- more millennial aged listeners don't know about, which was that. Yeah. Like the chat room was like a dreaded, feared thing by parents everywhere because there was this <laughs> belief really was. that there was just like child molesters and <laughs> like and like murderers and like Satan worship, like all happening in these chat rooms. They were not completely wrong. <laughs> like I would not say that they were completely wrong with based on my own experiences. Well, and the thing is, is that eventually these people all just wound up on Twitter and it's all out in the open now. It's not clandestine. Yeah. Or they're on 4chan now. No, or... 4chan. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, but AOL had, I mean, that was a place to go to chat, right? And, uh, you know, we had an AOL account. I had my own little AOL screen name. And I discovered a community within the AOL in the AOL chat room system that was devoted to uh, a, a text-based role-playing. And within this community, there is a sub-community that was based on uh, Star Wars. And so that was my that was my social media. You're back in those days. You're not going far enough with this story, JP. I'm not. <laughs> you're not going far enough with this story. How what what am I Because I know that I know that it went more than just like you got together with friends and talked about Star Wars. No no no. I well I, I did say it was a text based role playing game. I, I did create a character within the Star Wars universe that interacted with other <laughs> made up characters and I, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. And uh I have to say, uh, my character was pretty feared. He was uh, <laughs> kind of a dangerous dude, kind of unpredictable. What's he his was a Corellian smuggler. I won't talk too much about it. What was his name? Corbin Archer. I love it. I love it's it. an amalgam of, of Corbin Dallas from Fifth Element and Sean Archer from Face Off, two of my favorite movies when I was a teenager. <laughs> God. Oh, man. So anyway, but that was my social media. I made a lot of friends through that uh, community. It actually kind of like, what's funny about it is like, as we all kind of grew closer as a community, um, we stopped playing. And like a Star Wars chat room wasn't about Star Wars anymore. It was just like these people that used to play these Star Wars role-playing games and just like, I don't know, they just talked 
about like movies or, or books or TV or politics, which, oh, gosh, I met some characters, man, some characters that uh, I wish I had never met. But I also I made a couple of friends that actually I, I'm still friends with today on Facebook, and I met a couple of them uh, in real life, and they're very pleasant people. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, uh, there was I also learned what a toxic relationship is through these communities. <laughs> As I have uh, befriended people on Facebook, I have also blocked people on Facebook from this community. So I won't go into that. Uh, but. I say all that to say that, you know, socializing on the internet, definitely not a new thing. And it has definitely evolved since then. It's a bit more open. Anonymity, uh, it's still around, but it's not popular. Um, yeah, I mean... Things are part of th- things like Facebook. Yeah, Facebook, I mean, Twitter, I mean, because that's like the big criticism is, you know, people hiding behind egg avatars. That's, you know, that's, we don't like that. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny we talk about this because I think back to, um, you know, just getting back to the 90s for a moment, um, I'm thinking back to, like, legitimately one of my favorite movies, which is Hackers. Um, uh, yeah. And the fact that, like, their screen names are, like, their real selves. Yeah. And this idea of, like, choose, like, what there's that scene where, um, where the kid Joey... Um, who's like, I don't have a name. Like he goes in this whole thing. Like, yeah, he has no identity. He doesn't have a handle. He doesn't have a name. And, um, yeah. He chooses Dr. Doom and they, and they make fun of him for it. But I'm like, that's perfect. I would use that. Yeah. But like, there's a whole thing about like where they refer to each other as their handles, not by like their actual names. And I just, I find that to be such a, like, that's such a nineties thing. Like this idea that the internet was going to allow us to craft our own identities and, We've we've almost kind of, in some ways, completely rejected that. But on the other, we've not because we're kind of we're less than critical over the fact that we edit our our realities. We just the thing is we use we claim our actual name, but everything around yeah. that name is something that we create. But that's that's probably where we can go with this a little bit later in the in the episode. That's true. Yeah, we should, we could definitely talk about like branding and stuff. How popular that's become. Yeah. Well, one of the things is I realized as you were talking about. Um, You've made friends and stuff on the internet. I realized I don't think I've ever met someone on like I've never made a friend online who I've then like met later in life and like kept up relation. Like I, that's never happened to me. Oh really? Every one of my relationships that I've ever had that I've interacted with people through the internet has pretty much exclusively been with people that I met in real life first. Huh. Um, now I will say I definitely, I definitely got to know people more. Like people that I was like only slightly acquainted with in real life, that I then later got to know more through, like Facebook and stuff like that. Um, did Did you not like cast a wide net in your days of socializing with people online? Were they just strictly people you knew? I grew up in a you know again a very fundamentalist and and and, and you know conservative household um, in some ways. Um, I know my mom's going to hear that and be like, Whoa, and then she's going to kind of like roll her eyes and be like, yeah, well, she was sort of forced into it because of our church's expectations. But there was a lot of legitimate fear and worry about what I was being exposed to online. And so, oh, me too. So there just wasn't a whole lot of, you know, like, I mean, the one, the one story is, and my mom, the one that probably the most mad I've ever seen my mother at me was, um, I had, um, randomly, um, some girl on instant messenger found me online and we got to chatting and we ended up talking on the phone and we had made arrangements to meet at, um, at the old, I don't think it's there anymore. Point Orlando outdoor shopping complex on international drive. Do you remember point Orlando JP? 
I do. I remember the F.E.O. Schwartz and the movie co. Yes, yes. So I was supposed to meet this uh, this 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 young vixen or whatever I want to call her at um, at the F.E.O. Schwartz. Anyway, my mother found out about it. Was furious with me. And being the good, respectful son that I always have been, I heeded her advice and I did not meet the girl. So I never actually met her. And then she got mad at me because I didn't meet her and then we stopped talking. Um, so, um, so that's the closest that I ever had to like an online relationship. But I feel like that's a piece too that's like – and I think like for people nowadays to like wrap their heads around like Instant Messenger was nothing but a chat window. Right. You know, and I think what eventually you maybe could have put some kind of like status update or just some per, like brief personal information, but there was almost like no photos of you on there. There was no like, right. if you had, if you were able to have a photo at all, it'd be like your avatar photo, you know, you'd have to share photos within talking with people. Um, yeah. Getting a photo of yourself on the internet was a pain. Yeah. Cause it took forever. Cause I mean, we're still talking about like, scan or if you're like lucky enough to have a digital camera, which was like, those, I don't know, broke all the time anyway. And they had, it was like one megapixel and, yeah. and like, and like, not only that, I mean, we're talking like for a lot of us, this was still dial up time. It took right, forever yeah. to load a picture. And so like, that's like the crazy piece about that. But it was just a chat window. That's all Instant Messenger was, was a chat window. And, you know, and it was like a private chat room because prior to that, it was nothing but chat rooms. And um, which, by the way, I know I mentioned it when we were talking about this episode a little bit, but I have a great, well, not a great, but I have my one pretty embarrassing story where I went and tried to evangelize someone on a chat room. <laughs> well, so uh, let's talk about it for a second. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. You tried to evangelize people in a chat room. Yes. Uh, was this sort of just like uh, on your own volition? Like you saw a chat room full of sinners and you're like, I had to convert them all? Or <laughs> um, so I did you did you convert them? No, I <laughs> I went. Um, uh, so my church had a mission trip, youth mission trip to Jamaica, um, and I was going on it. And one of the requirements was that I had to evangelize at least four people a week. Um, and so I had only like spoken to three people that week and I needed a fourth. And so I decided I was going to be very like, you know, here I am the Nintendo generation. I'm very tech savvy. I'm going to go and be forward thinking and try to evangelize people on the internet. So I went to like, I don't know. I just I, I I remember like being very awkward about it. I think I like went on Google and was like chat room and just like went to like the first link that I found because I was like I don't know how the hell you find a chat room, and um, <laughs> and um, and I went in and um, I um, I just remember kind of blanket statement um, it was like um, I just put it out there. It was like me colon. It's like if you were to die today, you're hundred percent sure you go to heaven, and like. I got like a couple of replies from people and this one guy got like, like we had this little back and forth and he got like really mad at me. He's like, why are you asking so many personal questions? And I'm like, <laughs> you chose to talk to me. Like, why are you like just anyway, he, he's like, he logged off and it was just unsuccessful, but I included his name in my chart. And I remember my youth pastor being like, you didn't do this. And it's like, I totally did. I totally tried to evangelize <laughs> somebody. And it's like, this is a legitimate form of evangelism and ministry. Like this is yeah. the future. And, uh, I won out, so but that was that time. And then there was another time where I kind of quietly tried to do it on um, on on uh, EverQuest because <laughs> yeah. um, you you know your your online role playing game character name was Corbin Archer, based off of you know a portmanteau of your two favorite um, <laughs> movies. Yeah. Um, my um, my EverQuest name I was a half elf rogue, and my um, Yes, which I know. Anyone who plays EverQuest listening to this knows that the rogue was the most, like, overpowered, ridiculous character in the game. I know it. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. We'll talk about it. But um, 
was I mean, it was the Akuma of EverQuest. I know, um, and I um, but I named him Christian. But it was like K, like R Y S D. You know, so like Christian. And um, hey, look, man, wow. it was like I saw people had like names based off of like their like favorite, like of their favorite like fantasy characters and uh-huh. stuff. So I my at that point the my the fantasy book that I went to in my head was. Um, Pilgrim's Progress, so I chose the name Christian, but it wouldn't let me do it straight up Christian. So I had to like you know j- make it all you know jankety and stuff. So it looked more like the dwarven version of Christian. But one of the mods pulled me aside and was like, "You can't have that name; it's a religious name." And I'm like, "But what if my real name is Christian? Because it's like a legit <laughs> name." And the guy's yeah. like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and then I was like, "But on the side, I am actually a Christian, you know." And I'm like trying to like kind of like prompt the a conversation with this guy for evangelism and he just disappeared. Yeah. But, um, wow. yeah. So those are probably my only two times of trying to do evangelism through Facebook or through, uh, uh the internet. Yeah. I have to admit, I, 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 uh, I also tried, uh, the old, old evangel- digital evangelism, uh, a very long time ago. We were, we were pioneers, JP. We were pioneers. We, we're not, were pioneers. we are not getting our just credit for this stuff. I was laughed at by my youth minister for this. You know, I had a, anyway, go ahead. I, I had, as, as you and our viewers know, I was an enormous Buffy fan when I was in high school. And um, whenever I would watch an episode of Buffy, there was a, uh, AOL had a forum specifically for Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel. And sometimes I would go to those boards and just kind of engage in conversation. And... Um, I was I was very young, you know. I was had to have been sixteen or seventeen when this is going on. Just young and, and, and earnest, young, earnest, uh, impressionable, and um, you know, I I may have judged some fictional characters and their decisions <laughs> <laughs> within within the context of the TV show, which made a lot of posters very angry. Uh, especially at this time, uh, there was a character who had uh, turned out to be a lesbian in season four. And uh, a lot of people were very happy about this. I was not. And uh, got into a lot of arguments. And it wasn't just about that. It was other things that was going on within the show that, you know, you know Buffy is a very, um, it's a very, very progressive show at the time. Yeah. I was not a progressive person. Right. Uh, so I had thoughts. Even though I love the show, I had thoughts and opinions. <laughs> um, and what's kind of funny is that. Uh, you know, I would get into like spirited debates with people, and I was just a kid. And you know, if I got into a debate and I was totally proven wrong, and you know, it, it would it would affect me in real life. I would, I would get angry or sad or something. And you know, I was living with my mom at the time, and uh, she noticed that I was angry and sad, and asked me what's wrong. I was like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. And you know, my mom kicked in. I was like, okay, well, I got into this argument on the Buffy forum about, and it was like it's usually some it was usually a religious debate. So my mom. <laughs> I'm not talking bad about my mother. I'm, I love my mother. I would never I would never say you were. And the fact that she did this just just makes me laugh. Uh some parents would just be like, you know what, forget about it. Don't worry about those people online, or they would just get really alarmed. Like, stay away from those people. They're probably like gonna try to rape you or something. <laughs> my mom was my mom was like, Well, let's get on the forum right now and talk to them. Oh no. <laughs> and I allowed it to happen. Oh, beautiful. Uh it did not go well. It was just, uh, <laughs> know, it, it, you know how arguing online goes. There's no winners. There's no. But then have your mom with it too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that. Oh, man. <laughs> Those are interesting times. I want. Uh, my, 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 my teenage years were very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. 
Now that we've got that, we talked about AIM. Uh, MySpace. MySpace. You know, MySpace wasn't um, – I mean, maybe I just don't remember it. I, I don't remember being incredibly involved in MySpace. I remember just using it as a place to post pictures and trying to talk to girls I went to school with. Yes. Well, and that's the thing because yeah. MySpace became a thing while we were in college together. Yes. And um, – <laughs> I thought it was a dating site at first. <laughs> yeah. I, it was – well, and I mean, it's funny learning the history of it, that it's all got its, like, roots in that Tyler Tequila chick. Um, uh, Tia Tequila? Tia, Tia. Tia Tequila. Yeah, Tila Tequila, who was, like, a Nazi, by the way. Oh, great. Yeah, I was very involved in MySpace. I was a big MySpace user. Here's the here's a great thing, by the way. I don't remember. Did I share this with you a couple years ago when I went on, when I went on to MySpace.com and I just pulled out of my hat what my old what i thought was old login information and uh, it you, worked you did just mention it chuck i think you were kind of documenting the entire experience with me and keelan oh that's right i was <laughs> and it, it inspired me to look at my old at my old profile and i found it and there's some definitely some pictures there and stuff of uh, a younger jp yeah and it's like well the best part about it was it's like going through some of my old friends and looking at their abandoned profiles and, like, seeing things that I know that all of them would wish to forget, you know? Um, and it's like, I don't want to let them know that these are here because this is <laughs> this is great. But, um, yeah, I was a big MySpace user. But that's funny you mentioned it because, I, I mean, I was a very avid MySpace user, but I really cannot remember it. Yeah, me neither. Like, I kind of remember. I, I remember I remember the sensory overload. Yes. you could really customize it, but people, like, went all out with, like, glitter Oh, they made like and, a friggin' like GeoCities page, and it was just yeah. like I was expecting to see like dancing babies on the thing. Right. Like, I remember my buddy Josh, who I mentioned earlier. I remember I could never go to his profile because it would crash my computer every time because he so <laughs> overloaded it with with gifs and with uh, and with just all kinds of things. Or right, GIF. Right, right. GIF is a GIF. I'd said it wrong, didn't I? No, no, no. It's a GIF. It's a don't, GIF. Don't, okay. Don't, don't don't listen to those people. It's a GIF. Okay. They, they don't understand the English language. It's a GIF. Okay. Good. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I remember the only, here's the things about MySpace I remember. Two things is I remember I deleted it because, um, I remember, remember what, uh, at PBA they did, I think they blocked all social media for like a period of time off our servers and like there was like this massive protest. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Yes. And oh, oh, I got, mm, yeah. See, the, speaking of young, naive JP with wrong opinions, I, I used to get, I got really mad at people protesting. And I even complained about it on MySpace and got chewed out pretty badly by the student body. Well, I just remember it's kind of this is kind of an interesting parallel of where we're probably going to go with this episode. But like, I I deleted all of my social media accounts um, after that because oh, really? yeah because like people were like we're getting rid and I remember being like okay like we've got like we we've got like an unjust war happening in Iraq. We've got like, I was like listening all the social issues going on. I'm like, and a PBA student won't protest or demonstrate that, but we take away a frivolous website and they like take to the streets. It's like, if that's what this is doing to people, like I want no part of it. So I just mm-hmm. deleted all my accounts. Well then, um, around that time I, um, I had let my beard grow fairly big. Yeah. And, uh, and so Keelan, um, thought it would be funny to start a face or a MySpace profile for my beard. <laughs> and so it was just that, the yeah. beard is what it was called. <laughs> and then it started actually getting like traction and people started like, you know, actually friending me and involving it. And then I kind of stole it from him. Like I, I logged in and changed the password and he was like, come on, man. And then I kind of just made that my, 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 my profile for a while. Um, and my only one, 
But um, and then Facebook came back, and I was using Facebook again. Mm-hmm. And then eventually Facebook just took over. But then the other thing is, um, and if my friend Kurt listens to this um, to this uh, podcast at all, but I remember we cloned. Do you remember doing this with me? Yes, I do. We, I remember we cloned we cloned his MySpace account. And uh, so, like, what I did is I just started a MySpace account, and I was just copy-pasting all of his photos and putting them in. The, I mean, I, I, should, I was working at the computer lab at PBA. Sorry, if Herman, if you're listening to this, this is what I did on, on your dime. Um, was, <laughs> I was writing off of poetry, Herman. Sorry. Yeah, you were writing poetry, and I was, and I was <laughs> wasting so much time doing this nonsense. So, but what I did was I just remember painstakingly recreating Kurt's MySpace profile and calling it Evil Kurt. Because we had started yeah. one for him when he didn't want one, and then like he didn't like that it was gaining all this attention, and we were pretending to be him, and then he started one. So then we started this, this fake one and called it Evil Kurt. And what we did was, <laughs> just I love this, I, I miss it. I wish it didn't exist when I went back online. I looked for it. Was um, every single photo, every single update, everything that Kurt did, I copied it, but we just added a really bad goatee to him using Microsoft Paint. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I thought it was hilarious at the time. I still think Looking... it's funny. <laughs> I remember his reaction wasn't exactly what you were expecting. I think, weren't you like, kind of expecting him to just kind of die laughing and he saw you was just like, what? He was so confused. Like, what's going on here? Because he the, the best part was Keelan and I like refused to confirm or deny that it was us involved with it. <laughs> yeah. He just thought that we just, we would just, like he somehow, the whole idea was that his parallel universe evil doppelganger had a MySpace page. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, good times. Well, I think I think the interesting thing about MySpace at the time was that it was it was very popular, but it wasn't like a way of life. You know, it wasn't like it was a distraction. Um, yeah, I mean, it was kind of like kind of like how people I don't, know, I don't know play games today or something. It wasn't uh, you couldn't build a you couldn't build a career on it, right? You know, unless that that was that came later for musicians and stuff. Um, yeah, it wasn't part of your livelihood. Well, no. To be fair, I, I mean, to be fair uh, to MySpace, um, um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Got its start off that website. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Because FX did that contest. Um, I mean, there were like musicians and, and some creative types did a lot with with MySpace. I mean, that was a big thing for music. Like that was where I like you know so many like small time bands. That's how they got their start was through MySpace, and that's I mean, again what, like, later on when Justin Timberlake bought it. Right, he turned it into a think so it turned it into exclusively a music site and then let it go but yeah, then my my pictures just kind of float around in it yeah <laughs> yeah i can't get on it. i don't know my password um but it's out there try looking for it it's jp jones probably um so then facebook came along and that's when things got fun because uh, do, do you remember early facebook like 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 when it came like it was just college students it was and when it came to pba people were like super stoked Oh, yeah. I first heard about it through our, our friend Julie. Right, same thing. He's like, guys, here. Facebook is coming to PBA. And we're like, what's that? And she's like, it's like MySpace. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Another, another one? Okay, cool. Yeah. And uh, it came out nothing like it is today. Yeah, it was, so, uh, it, was so, it was so streamlined. And there was like, you couldn't, there was no like news feed. There was no like status. Remember when the status update came out? That was like a big thing. Yeah, and it was always uh, referring to you, yourself in the third person. Right. That's which why, got, which got annoying very quickly. Well, that's why it's really funny if you ever go through like try to go scroll through like your Facebook timeline back to the very beginning and see like how awkward it all looks now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, referring to yourself in the third person, I think was probably the, probably the funniest age of Facebook. Um, yeah, it was very streamlined, and it was just college kids. Uh, I, I mean. 
I used it for just a place to store my photos and a place to, uh, I don't know, the groups were kind of a big thing. It was all built, it was based around groups. That's what, that's, and, that and was the all groups are always, the groups are always ironic. At least mine were. Like, yeah. I started, I, I started a, a bear group. That's right. You did. Kinda, I forgot. I remember kinda, bears. That's all it was. Bears, was bears. It was bears. They will freaking eat you. That's right. I and, joined it. I was like your second or third joiner. Yeah. And, um, Hey man, it was just bears. my favorite group, my favorite group from that, that I started and it still technically exists on Facebook, um, I think. And that is the order of the red cup. <laughs> that was your, your, uh, a regular Abby Hoffman. Your order <laughs> of the red cup. <laughs> should we give backstory for our listeners? Oh, sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, you, you should describe it. Cause I, I barely remember it to be honest. But I remember. Yeah. So we, so if there's any PBA students listening to this, uh, JP, Keelan, and I all went to Palm Beach Lane. Well, I guess Matt too, I guess. But we all went to P- Palm Beach Lane University during a particularly like interesting tenure where the then president was a very conservative, fairly right-wing person who really kind of wanted to steer PBA a little more toward the like Liberty University, Jerry Falwell kind of model. And he brought in a whole bunch of people from Regent University to be in the administrative staff because that's where he had been before, which is Pat Robertson's university. And um, so we were definitely in that vein, that kind of evangelical, ultra-conservative um, kind of thing. And a lot of cracking down on you know different things happening on campus. Well, one of the things that they had started doing was pulling kids and in, students into um, disciplinary hearings if any photos on Facebook showed up with you holding a red Solo cup. Because the assumption, of course, is that the red solo cup meant you were getting drunk, and that was against PBA's policy. PBA policy, you know, allows you to drink alcohol if you're 21, 21 and up, but they also tell you you cannot be intoxicated any time as a student on campus, off campus. Cannot, you know, you can have no alcohol on campus for one, but then you can not be drunk off campus and nor give the appearance of this kind of behavior. And so it turned into this whole kind of like. Um, hunt. I mean, I hate, I don't like to use the term witch hunt because I think it's an overused term, but it was kind of a witch hunt for um, for people like drinking and everything. And in fact, I, I know that um, students were paid by the disciplinarians to go to parties and take photos of students and all this stuff. Yeah, so that was pretty messed up. <laughs> yeah, so I staged a protest um, where I encouraged everyone to carry red cups with them on campus and drink, like, you know, take them to the cafeteria, get their food, get their drinks using, using a red cup exclusively. Just every, I had this vision that like hundreds of people would be using red solo cups. It wasn't nearly <laughs> as big as I thought it would be, but... I then started a, a Facebook group called The Order of the Red Cup, and it was all to post photos of people using red cups. And the remember when you had group, you had sort of like your your header image that you could put on, or you like you know that like the avatar image, right? Yeah. And it was um, Leonardo da Vinci's um, Last Supper with a really crudely designed red cup photoshopped <laughs> in front of Jesus with a caption that said, "Uh oh, Jesus, what's going to happen when PBA finds out?" <laughs> And, um, you know, actually, I don't know if you've, if, if, if it's still on there, I don't know if what you're doing right now, but like, the last time I looked at it, somebody had found a picture of the former PBA president drinking out of a red cup and posted <laughs> it to the group. Nice. But yeah. That's pretty funny. Um, a real revolutionary of your time, Chuck. So yeah, there was that. And it was adorable. It was adorable. Um, yeah. So it, it was, uh, even, even in its infancy, it was kind of controversial, at least on our campus, it was Facebook. Even though its its uses were were very limited, and its right. purpose was very limited, it was really just another place for everyone to hang out with each other. And also, you kind of use it to figure out like who was in your class. It's like who's that kid? 
and yeah, you can yeah, like exactly. figure out ways to kind of look and figure out who was in classes with you and stuff like that. Yeah, and you know, good. cute chicks in your class, you want to figure out, you know, who's. I, I said chicks. You're using the parlance of the time. That's true. So at the time, you know, it was very basic. It was basic. Uh, it was innocent, and it was like, and Facebook was really to me. It was almost like an Apple product. It was very streamlined. And that's what I ended up liking it more than MySpace because MySpace was to me like Microsoft. It was busy. Too many people could do too many hands in the pot with too many things going on. They could really mess up the code, the display in your browser. But Facebook was very streamlined and controlled. Um, and, but, it, but again, simple. And that's what I liked about it. It was simple. Um, right. Now it is anything but simple. Right. Um, like, a, like a virus, it spread. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At first, they started with your high school friends. And that was weird. Uh, and then there was middle school friends and then, uh, your, your mom and your grandma can now use Facebook. Right. And now, now, now if you're 13 years old, you can have a Facebook. Yep. There we go. And so now it has become less of a, a thing that, that the young kids do. And now a thing that young kids try to avoid. It's true. From what I've, when I've read. Well, that's the thing is, is Facebook's entire business model now is about retention, not about new members. Cause they know they're not getting them because the kids these days are all on the Snapchat um, and the Instagrams. Right. Um, so, and, and, and outside and out of Facebook came the other platforms. You got your Twitter. Yep. Twitter basically modeled after the status update, obviously. Right. And interestingly, Facebook tried to buy Twitter right. and Twitter refused. And then Facebook started implementing a whole bunch of Twitter's things. Because mm-hmm. remember, remember when hashtags first started being usable on Facebook? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and then and then the status update was you know one point it was only 140 characters or whatever it was very limited right and now it's it's pretty much it's just all social media now so it's not just like the one thing uh, we now have something called social media and it encompasses a lot of different platforms yeah because like everything has to have a social media component in it right like right. what is it like a few years ago like refrigerators and washers and dryers had like the ability to like update your Facebook with like what laundry you're doing like it, yeah. it, it, weird. 